You're listening to Madison Votes, the City of Madison Clerk's Office podcast, where we give you an inside look into the voting process and empower you, the Madison voter, with the information you need to feel confident about exercising your right to vote. Our goal at the City Clerk's Office is to ensure every voter in Madison is able to cast a ballot and have that ballot counted. Join us and take a crucial step toward becoming an informed voter right here on Madison Votes. Welcome to the Madison Votes 2020 podcast series. My name is Thomas. I am a Wisconsin certified municipal clerk, and I'm one of 10 team members in the Madison City Clerk's Office, and we help facilitate the right to vote for the city of Madison. We are producing this podcast series with expert help from Madison City Channel, and we're doing it to answer questions we frequently hear from voters. This podcast episode will focus on the life of a ballot. So joining me today is Rachel Rodriguez, the Elections Management Specialist in the County Clerk's Office. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Thomas. It's good to be here. So in Dane County, we have a paper trail for every vote. And you play a very important role in our elections as the person who designs our ballots and programs our election equipment. Before your current role, you worked in the City Clerk's Office for many years, So what is your favorite part of your work in elections administration? I think the thing I like most about election administration is that it's always something different. There's always um, something different in what you're doing. No day looks the same. No two elections look the same. Um, They are always changing from election to election. So it um, really helps keep the work from getting stale and helps keep me on my toes and I'm always learning something new. So in terms of elections, could you start by explaining to us how candidates actually get on the ballot? Yeah. So candidates get on the ballot largely using nomination papers. So a candidate will uh, declare their candidacy, and so there's a form that they have to fill out as well and file a declaration of candidacy. And this could be done either at the municipal level, the county level, the state level, depending on which office they are looking to run for. Um, once they you know, have declared the candidacy and they've decided that they want to run, then they have to collect a certain number of nomination papers or, nominate, or signatures on nomination papers. And the total number of signatures that they need varies depending on the office that they are running for. Um, if they are running, for example, for um, Dane County Clerk, they are going to need 500 signatures from residents of Dane County. And then once we have um, looked at those nomination papers and verified the total number of signatures and they have met the minimum number of signatures that they need to appear on the ballot, uh, then we will uh, determine the ballot order and determine the candidate order. Um, Depending on the type of election, that candidate order is either a random um, drawing, for example, in the spring when we have nonpartisan offices, that candidate order is just done randomly. Um, you pull out a hat or you you know, assign a number and roll a dice. It can vary, vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. But the important thing is that it's random. In the fall, though, where you have uh, partisan candidates, that uh, ballot order is determined largely by the party that that person is representing. So, And then the way that that works in November is the party that won the most number of votes in the highest office in the last November election is the first party. So that sounds kind of confusing. 
Um, but the way that it really runs, where it works in practice is that in a presidential year, the party of the Wisconsin governor is going to be the one that appears first on the ballot. In a um, gubernatorial election year, you're going to have the party of the president that appears first on the ballot. Because as you go, if you're having gubernatorial race, you go back to the previous partisan and it was president. Correct. And presidential go back and it was, okay, all right. So, and before we have any ballots in the municipal clerk's office, you run a preliminary test of the ballots and election equipment programming. Can you tell us a little about this sort of initial test? Sure. So basically what this is, is just double checking all the work that we do in our office, double checking my work. Before we send thousands of ballots to the municipalities, we want to make sure that everything is working properly so that we don't need to reprint a bunch of ballots or that voters are potentially getting ballots that could have errors on them. So what we're doing is we are testing all of the uh, memory devices that we program for all the municipalities in Dane County. And we are also testing all of the ballot styles. So there can be dozens, if not hundreds, of different ballot styles in Dane County, depending on the type of election that we're having. Um, and each one of those ballot styles maybe has a different combination of offices or different total number of candidates. And so we want to just double check to make sure that all of the results are programmed and are um, coming out how we would expect them to uh, work. Then we also do a just preliminary test of our results modeming just to make sure that that is all working correctly as well. Excellent. And I know that once we start to get PDFs of what the ballots are going to look like, you have 1,700 municipal clerks all taking a look at it as well. So. <laughs> Not quite that many, but it feels like I'm getting that many emails sometimes. <laughs> And then the city conducts a public test of election equipment 10 days before each election. And that timeline is established by state law. We test every single tabulator, ballot style, and each express vote to make sure votes will be counted accurately on election day. So what should voters know about how to mark their ballots to make sure their vote is counted? Sure. The important thing is it's just to pay attention to the instructions um, if you're voting absentee, especially make sure you read the instructions that come with it. But um, just some uh, major highlights are uh, in Dane County, use a blue or black ballpoint pen. Uh, try to stay away from any pen, any sort of colored pen, so no red or green ink. Uh, we also say don't use Sharpies or markers because that could potentially bleed through onto the backside of the ballot and may interfere with how the ballot is being read. Uh, make sure that you are filling in the oval um, at least 50% completely, although 100% is best, and that also make sure that you're paying attention to how many candidates you can vote for in each particular contest. For the November election, it's a little bit easier because every race on that ballot is you're only going to be allowed to vote for one. In the spring elections, though, there are certain um, offices where it might be town board in some of the um, outlying areas of Dane County or school districts where you can vote for two, three, sometimes four different candidates. So it's important to look on the ballot and make sure that you're paying attention to how many candidates that you can actually vote for as well. That's a really good point, because if you can vote, why not? Exactly. Know? So what is the difference between an official pre-printed ballot and an express vote ballot? Sure. So the express vote is um, what we call the accessible voting equipment that we use. Um, the ballots are going to wound up being counted and tabulated by the same uh, tabulating equipment. The express vote is essentially just a fancy printer or, you know, a big electronic pen, um, if you will. 
The other thing about the express vote that is beneficial is that it allows us to offer a Spanish translation for everything that's on the ballot for everybody in Dane County. Um, rather than having to put the Spanish translations on the pre-printed ballot, which takes up a lot of space and um, ends up having a lot of words on a page that can be sometimes confusing for voters, the express vote will allow you just to pick the language that you want to have um, all of that information displayed to you, and it will only display it then in that um, that language. That is actually, that's excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. So many voters are receiving absentee ballots in the mail as we speak. And we'd like to walk through the life of an absentee ballot via the mail. Um, We print absentee labels daily, and poll workers label the absentee envelopes and insert both the state's comprehensive instructions and the city of Madison's simplified instructions in that mailing envelope. Then another, another poll worker in our secure ballot room takes the labeled envelopes and pulls the appropriate ballot for each ward and each school district. So that task takes a lot of concentration. For example, the city of Madison has something like 15 different ballot styles, or 50, excuse me, 50 different ballot styles for this election. And when we say a ballot style, what we um, are talking about is it's essentially the combination of offices and candidates that you are eligible to vote for. For example, you may be eligible to vote for um, State Senate District 14 and then Assembly District 43. Um, And so then that different combination um, is going to be specific to voters who live in your area. Uh, It also will include any sort of school district referendum. I think there's something like 10 different school districts in November uh, alone that have referenda in Dane County. Uh, So it's um, making sure that if you live in the Madison Municipal School District, you have those referendum questions on your ballot. But if you live in the Middleton Cross Plains District, then you aren't going to see any school district referendum on your uh, ballot for this election. Yep, that's part of, I think that's part of one of the reasons that on election day you must vote at your polling place to make sure the ballot you get has the candidates on it for your specific area. So, And then we do have a rule in the office that we will not interrupt the person who is pulling those ballots to be put into the envelopes. And next, other poll workers verify the ballot style for each absentee envelope. They stamp the word absentee on the ballot. They write the voter's ward number and print the city clerk's initials where it says absentee ballot issued by. They fold the ballot and insert it into the envelope. And then before we take a tray of absentee envelopes to the Dane County mailroom, we check every envelope to make sure it includes a ballot. So when ballots get dropped off at the post office in Madison, they first get sent to the Milwaukee sorting facility to be sorted. So that means it can take up to a week for a ballot to be delivered to your address in Madison, even though it's coming from a City of Madison address and going to a City of Madison address. um, That process of going to Milwaukee and then coming back means it sometimes can take up to a week. You can track the status of your absentee ballot online at myvote.wi.gov. The mailing labels that we use for absentee ballots have intelligent mail barcodes. Once that barcode gets scanned at the processing center in Milwaukee, the MyVote website will provide an anticipated delivery date for your ballot. Yep, and we send your ballot via first-class mail. The return envelope already has first-class postage provided by the city clerk's office. So no additional postage is necessary in the United States. Um, Could you walk us through the process of making sure your absentee ballot will be counted? 
So I mentioned this earlier, but the most important thing is make sure that you're thoroughly reading the instructions. That's going to have all the information that you need on how to mark your ballot successfully. Um, but some things to keep in mind are mark your ballot in the presence of a witness. You do need to have a witness in the state of Wisconsin. Use that blue or black ballpoint pen. Again, we say ballpoint pen. Try to stay away from gel inks or any set of markers. Um, after, you're marking, after marking your ballot, seal it in the return envelope. Make sure you're signing the envelope. Make sure it's the envelope, not the ballot. You shouldn't have needed to sign the ballot anywhere. And then make sure that your witness is also signing that return envelope as well as putting their complete address on the return envelope. And then return your ballot promptly. Don't wait um, or delay in returning it. The clerk's office needs to receive that ballot no later than 8 p.m. on election day in order for that ballot to count. Yep, at this point, uh, postmark doesn't matter. It must be in our office by Tuesday, November 3rd. So voters have several options for returning their ballot to the clerk's office. They can mail the ballot back, or they can deliver it to any of our ballot drop-off sites, and those are listed at www.cityofmadison.com clerk. So one option for dropping off your absentee ballot is going to be our Democracy in the Park event. We will have poll workers in every single City of Madison community park, neighborhood park, and mini park from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday, September 26th, and on Saturday, October 3rd. In the case of inclement weather, the rain date is going to be just the very next day, so the Sunday after. Voters may deliver their absentee ballots to any of our in-person absentee voting sites from October 20th through November 1st, and of course, voters may deliver their absentee ballots to their own polling location on election day itself. And in that case, you can literally do the curbside drive up and hand it over. And you can find out where that's going to be at www.cityofmadison.com slash where do I vote. Once you've returned your ballot to the clerk's office, you'll be able to check myvote.wi.gov to verify that the clerk's office has scanned the barcode on your absentee envelope and secured your absentee ballot so that can be counted on your polling place on election day. At the polls, the poll workers verify that each envelope shows no signs of tampering, that it is signed by the voter, is signed by a witness, and lists the witness address. They check each envelope into the poll book just like voters check in at the poll book who are appearing in person on election day. After the absentee voter gets assigned a voter number, the poll workers open the envelopes, separate the envelopes from the ballots to maintain that privacy um, of the vote for each voter, and then insert the ballots into the tabulator to be counted. And then the absentee ballots get counted along with the ballots cast at the polls by voters there. So could you walk us through what happens when you, can't, when you actually cast a ballot at the polls? Sure. Um, when you're casting a ballot at the polls, the first thing that you do is check in at the poll book or register to vote at the polls. The poll workers will assign you a voter number. In the city of Madison, poll workers give you a voter slip that you then exchange for a ballot at the ballot table. So two poll workers are going to initiate your ballot and write your ward number on the ballot. Voters in the Madison Metropolitan School District, the Wanakee School District, and the Monona Grove School District will have referenda questions on their ballot. There are many wards that have multiple different school districts. So school district lines don't line up, up with ward lines, and they're kind of messy and confusing. Um, so if you think that the poll workers gave you the wrong ballot, let them know right away. You can vote at the polls either by marking your own ballot with a, 
uh, black or blue ballpoint pen, or you can use the express vote to mark your ballot. When you insert your ballot into the tabulator to be counted, wait for the screen to display, thank you for voting. Your ballot has been counted. That's how you know that it has been accepted and that there's no problems then with your ballot. Yep, and there is just like a half second delay before that message shows up. So stick around just for that extra bit. As we mentioned earlier, we have a paper trail for all votes cast in Dane County. When the polls close, the chief inspector at each polling place and one other poll worker seal the ballots in a ballot bag, and that ballot bag has a unique serial number and a tamper-evident seal. They both sign a certification statement on the ballot bag and document the serial number of that ballot bag. So after a federal election, we keep the ballots for 22 months. After Election Day, the Wisconsin Elections Commission will select at least three wards that it will require the City of Madison to audit. The city will need to count the ballots by hand to make sure that the tabulator provided an accurate count on Election Day. And at a county level, we actually do a sort of hand audit and hand recount um, after every election. We select at least one ward in the City of Madison and one ward outside the City of Madison, and we do a hand recount of the highest office on the ballot um, after every election, so beyond what is required by the Wisconsin Elections Commission. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so thank you, Rachel, for providing us with the big picture for ballots cast in Dane County. Thank you, Thomas. That's our episode today on Madison Votes. Thank you for listening and taking steps to learn more about the voting process in Madison. For more information, head over to our clerk's office website at cityofmadison.com clerk or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MadisonWIClerk. We're always here for you to ensure that Madison votes.